You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to another episode of the Ratchet Ramblers Podcast brought to you by Flawless Noises Media. I am one of your hosts. I am Jeremy, uh, a.k.a. Um, bitch, it is too goddamn hot for you to have them damn kids outside. Bring them in the house and let them play Mario Kart. And I'm joined by my friend and my co-host. Hello, everybody. It is Candace, a.k.a. Keep Kevin Gates Away From Me and My Family, uh, <laughs> better known as Not So Newlywed PC on all social media. We are back. We are back. We are back. We weren't with you last week because it was only one show that came on. There was no Housewives. There was no... Um, Love and Marriage Huntsville, which it's not coming back until September after that big hoedown showdown they didn't have. So we was like, fuck it, ain't no need to record for no one show. Yeah. And not, also niggas deserve, deserve a day off. Niggas deserve a day off. But what I will tell you is this week we are adding one of our favorite shows back into the lineup, Married to Medicine. It's looked like it's going to get very, very, very messy. Um, we will also be adding Bell Collective back into the mix. It looks like it is going to be very, very messy. We've got Wait, uh, Bell Collective is coming back July 29th. Yep. Um, mm. we same will, cast or uh, different cast? No, same cast, but they're adding in one new girl and the the dentist lady is not back. So ah, she was yeah. replaced, gotcha. which fair because she didn't have much of a storyline. Um, but we hope that her dental practice is up and running and very successful. But yeah, she didn't really have too much going on. Um, we will be seeing which love and hip hop we're adding back into the mix because uh, Miami and Atlanta are back. I'm leaning towards Atlanta because I think we're going to see um, a lot of the divorce, uh, the divorce situation unfold for Safari and Erica Mena. Um, and I am interested in that messy shit because fuck it, why not? Well, when, That's how I feel when, about when it. Two, when two bozos fall from hell, you know. For sure. Um, but before we get into the shows, to any and every motherfucker who came in my mentions when I said that the federal government would not indict one Jennifer Shaw unless they had <laughs> enough evidence to convict her of what they're indicting her for. You motherfuckers ran into my mentions talking about it's innocent until proven guilty. You don't just get to say she guilty. She get to have a fair trial in the eyes of the law. What that bitch? What that bitch plead to after after guilt tripping everybody who thought she was guilty? The bitch pled guilty to a conspiracy to commit wire fraud, which holds a sentencing of up to fourteen years. Mm. Stop playing in my motherfucking face. That lady guilty. <laughs> now my question that bitch is: guilty. Do, you, do you think she's gonna serve out in fourteen years? Is my question. Uh it depends on who she roll over on. Yeah, it that's depends on who she's willing to tell on. Yeah, I but somebody it, already it, told on her. 
get her because formal to assistant. go in, yeah, because the listen, the feds have a 96% conviction rate. They must have had so much evidence that would have strung her up by her goddamn ankles if she opted not to plead guilty. And also, I think she already took a deal because in exchange for her pleading guilty, they threw out one of the other lesser charges. Mm. That, makes sense. that bitch is a monster. That bitch was sitting up scamming elderly people out of their fucking money, knowing that these people be on fixed incomes and shit. Send that bitch to jail. If you if you didn't want to risk possibly getting 14 years and missing out on all these great things that your kids about to do as they become older, that's your motherfucking fault. You a terrible bitch, bitch. I don't know what you want from anybody. But I, y'all owe me some apologies. <laughs> that bitch know she was doing that shit. <laughs> And my thing is, how how bold and brazen are you to start filming a show that is basically about luxury? Pretty much. While you are committing federal crimes. You thought you weren't going to get caught. But see... One thing about one thing about motherfuckers, you had one part right. You you ain't white in the eyes of the law, bitch. You just another minority that they gonna string up by the ankles. You you get you right? had too much dip Cause, on your chip. Cause the cause uh shit, cause Whitney and her husband getting investigated for the same damn shit, but we ain't seen nearly enough press about that. Nearly enough. If anything, we ain't heard of Pete. We we saw the article and that's it. That's it, baby. We've been getting a play-by-play of everything you're doing. So, mm-hmm. worst of luck to you, bitch. You know, so hey, cool. y'all know how we feel about Jen Shaw over here. That bitch is a monster. Um, but that's that's it. We gonna. I want to. Where do I want to go? Let's go to the season premiere of Married to Medicine, um, because. We know that Dr. Heavenly has listened to this show a time or two. And as somebody who doesn't know you in any capacity and don't want to know you in any capacity, <laughs> I would like to say I would like to say that you are dead fucking wrong. You are dead fucking wrong. You are wrong as fuck. What you are doing is not friendship. And we're going to come back around to why you dead ass wrong. But first, I want to talk about uh, it's good to see Jackie and Simone back on the good foot. I can appreciate that. Oh, I'm, 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 yeah, uh, I'm glad to see that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Laura is growing up to be a beautiful young woman. Can say she that. She is gorgeous. Like one, I know you the don't Laura. say it plenty of times. We both have. And the bears repeating, but God damn it. We can feel how we feel about Heavenly. We can feel how we feel about Damon. But God damn it, they made a beautiful child. That She is going up. She's a she... gorgeous child. And she seems to have her head on her shoulders. Um, she's working. She yes. is doing well in school, pre- preparing to go off to college. So we can say what we want to say about Dr. Heavenly. But what her and Damon have done with their children, both children, even the son who has got his foot in the real estate game as well, um, is that that is fucking fantastic, and, yeah. and we tip our hats. Yeah. Um, so they have good. some beautiful and, children inside and out. And 
and I like the way that uh, I will say that I do like Heavenly's uh, business acumen because one thing about it, we do not have enough black owned beauty supply stores. It is a billion dollar industry that non-black people have trying to have tried to corner black people out of, even though we are the biggest supporters and biggest buyers of the products that they sell. Mm -hmm. So I think I think that's pretty cool to open up a beauty supply store. Definitely, if I ever come into the type of money, especially in the Atlanta is, area. Yeah, that is definitely one of the businesses that I would I would go somewhere and open up in a in a black area, uh, especially because I hate the way that we get treated in beauty supply stores that are not owned by black people. The owners and the they be fucking rude. Yeah, and they really don't know shit about black hair and black skin. Yeah. To even be trying to provide any guidance on on the products they sell. So Agreed. shout shout out to that. Um, it's my heart to went out oh, to Quad. No, I was just about I, to say my heart yeah. goes out to Quad. That is very unfortunate situation that happened to lose a brother at 34. 34 is young. Yeah. To to not only lose a brother, but that brother leaves behind a small child, and to see how that is affecting that small child. Um, but Quad is good people. I know we have gotten on her in the past for some of her shit on within the show, but one thing about it is Quad has always been about family and friends when it's really solid, and it's you know really good to see her have her mom and her nephew down there and where the nephew ma mammy at baby where is that boy mammy how you, you so abandon your mammy. how you <laughs> how you abandon your child in, in that time of need yeah i mean we can say what we want about Quad. she extra annoying as fuck sometimes but generally speaking she wanted the better people on the cast generally speaking mm-hmm and also I she looked good she looks really good, and that house is beautiful. Um, I don't know why I, I don't know why Nila is here. It, it, I okay, we here because I'm sitting here like um, we tried this last season, didn't like cause cause let's be let's be honest and be clear about it. She was brought in last season to be Toya's yes woman, and then we saw by the end of that she was like Toya kind of kind of annoying as fuck. So like she served her purpose one season. Why the fuck is she back? She didn't really bring anything. She didn't. However, it looks like in the previews, we're going to see some shit going on in Anila's home dynamic with her parents and her husband not seeing eye to eye on certain things. So I think that'll be an interesting dynamic to okay. see from uh, from a Middle Eastern, you know, household. How see, that looks? What that, do that look like? The thing with that is they kind of tried that last season, but that kept getting interrupted with her being Toya's yes woman. Right, so I'm I'm here to see it this season. I'm ready to see it erupt this season. I'm here for it. If that's if that's what it is, but I I don't want to see her with no with no storyline. If she don't got no storyline, send her ass on, because she's not that interesting by herself. And she yeah. looked like a she looked like a balled up biscuit. It is what it is. Well, I mean, she's friends. Well, she used to be friends with a balled up biscuit, so. Well, Toya has lost a lot of weight, which I noticed. Toya has lost a lot of weight. Toya has tightened that body back up. Um, not that there was, first of all, not that there was anything wrong with it to begin with. That's not what we're saying. 
uh, Toya, one of the thickest bitches on that show, and always have been. And she definitely got body, but she it sounds like an air compressor in her head where her brain <laughs> should be. Like a, you ain't shit. She got a hallway where her brain used to be. She got a hallway. Where Sing it and sing it. Apply the apply the apply Icebox uh beat to it, and it's really gonna make you laugh. Um, <laughs> speaking of, who face off in the play in? Y'all went and and had that house built. Talk about your forever home, your dream home. Just to sell it and move into some rental property, talking about you going you having another home built and it's gonna be ready in in twenty twenty three. Who y'all playing with? Who y'all playing with? Who are y'all playing with? Y'all couldn't afford that house to begin with. Did 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 we not? Did me you and Curtis? Did we not say that they was gonna end up selling that shit? Did we not say that because they couldn't afford it? Yep. And lo yep. and behold, <clears throat> uh, selling it. Selling it. Cause like, and, I, I and renting listen, again, listen, listen. and renting again. <laughs> right. And my thing is, like, it was dumb to begin with. Like, you don't need, like, for for where y'all at, for where y'all at, and for what Eugene makes and what Toya brings in by you know doing her blog shit or whatever and also money on this show like y'all didn't need a house that goddamn expensive so what the fuck well i know what the point toya trying to keep up with the joneses that's that would that's what the point was and now look at you you try to keep up with the joneses and the joneses laughed in your face because because girl Mm mm-hmm all that yep. money, all that money y'all wasted on that damn forever home that turned out to be never more. Y'all could have that could have been invested in y'all. Now, kids. what I will say is if y'all, if if the home sold for more than you purchased it for, then that's a net positive and that's okay too. Um, but it was just a lot of Fair big talking, a lot of a lot of nasty statements made about other people's homes in the last season, comments made about Quad's home, uh, comments made about Anila's home. And you ended up selling your forever home. Which I hope they roll the clips back about that. That I think that's more what it is than anything. I don't have a problem with them selling the home, especially if they were able to make a profit off of it. But I do just think it's mighty funny to be selling a home after all of the nasty comments you made about other people's homes last season. So, you know, that's kind of where see, I'm that's at the with thing, that. Though, but that- but that's the thing, yeah, because I don't know if they mentioned it in the in the, well, I can't remember if they mentioned the episode, but if you didn't sell the home for for more than you made it, then like that's not a net positive, like you said. So that even you know further I'll brings be honest, it's, like I'll be honest, it's pretty rare for somebody to sell a home and take a loss on it. Um, especially when they it's still under a lender. Like, you know, maybe if they owned the home outright and they had to take a little loss to get it off their hands, well, they still would make some money from it if it was paid off. But um, I highly doubt they took a loss when they sold that house. I would hope they are not. 
I, I would hope Eugene is not that stupid. I can't speak for Toya. Yeah, I'm glad. Um, I'm glad you. I'm glad you fixed it. <laughs> <I'm glad> you- <laughs> I would hope Eugene has a little more sense than that. Um, we see Contessa, and she and Scott are still together, and I do not understand why. And this is one of those things where it always reminds me that a woman being beautiful, a woman being successful, a woman having all these good things going for um, sometimes will still be so insecure and downtrodden that they'll let a man continue to drag them down. There is no way. Let me let me check myself. I'm not no, it couldn't be me ass bitch. You can't never say what couldn't be you until you in that situation. What I will say is Dr. Scott treated Dr. Contessa really shitty last season. And I'm shocked to see them still together is what I will say. He was really not a good husband to her in any capacity the last couple seasons. And this whole, oh, we're doing therapy now. Show us a session. I need to believe right. it because it sounds good. Like that's everybody little go-to app when motherfuckers be like, what is y'all doing still together? Are we going to therapy? A motherfucker who didn't want to go to therapy and lied about having a life coach magically wants to go to therapy all of a sudden. Right. Put the therapist plan on the screen. Else. Yeah, plan somebody else for it. Don't play in mind because there ain't no way in the hell you finna tell me somebody that scoffed and mocked at the idea of therapy and even shit listening to some of the advice of his own damn friends, his own damn male friends at that, you're not finna convince me that magically over the course of a few months in between filming that he all of a sudden magically down for therapy. You're not finna convince me of that. Yeah, you're not finna tell me that lie. Sorry, not sorry. Because mm. um, he truly... We... To... Go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, friend. No, to true to piggyback off you, he he these last couple of seasons, he not even I'll take it a step further, not even not just a good husband, he just wasn't a good person these last couple of seasons. At all. So, At all. Yeah. Um, let's let's get to the meat and potatoes. Let's get to the big theme of this season. And it seems like heavily heavenly. Heavily. Yeah, she is heavily the problem. Heavenly Hev- is going to be the write it down, big... Write it down. <laughs> heavily the problem. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Text it to me. Um, <laughs> heavenly is the it, heavenly is the issue this season. And what, what has happened is Heavenly has started you has been using her social media platforms to basically run a um her version of a shade room, if you will that revolves around some of the personal lives of the ladies on the show. She says that she has not spoken to Contessa since the reunion. She doesn't understand why she don't get it. And the footage rolls back of her being on Instagram live, uh, discussing Scott and Contessa's relationship and basically alluding to the fact that Scott is abusive to Contessa. Now, let me, let me say this. She's not wrong. She's not wrong. If you watched last season or the season before, Scott is very much so emotionally manipulative, uh, verbally abusive, emotionally abusive. He checked out on the marriage. He was very, very unkind to Contessa. And those are forms of abuse. And we have to be honest about that. 
just because a motherfucker is not knocking your head between the stove and the refrigerator does not mean that they don't have abusive and harmful ways about them in a relationship. But heavenly bitch, Contessa is supposed to be your friend having public conversations and inviting the public to make assumptions and, and harmful statements about your friend and her marriage is very fucking ugly and very fucking nasty and you are very fucking out of order and i would not be speaking to your black ass either when contessa is talking to you or let's take it let's let's put it in real time jeremy is my friend when Jeremy comes and talk to me about things like, you know, if he's dating somebody new or he got a date or things about work or whatever the case may be, or family or whatever the case may be, I have never, ever taken to social media to use things that Jeremy has told me in confidence to, to have no uh, platform on social media. So what Heavenly is doing is very fucking ugly. Very also, fucking out of order. To piggyback off that, um, no shade but all shade, Heavenly. You are not that interesting to try to have your own, like, watch what happens live, shade room type thing. Begin with. Like, it's already trash that you're doing it at your big ass stage, but also you're not that damn interesting on your own to do that. Just saying. At all. And also, like, because, like, my thing is, like, what, like, the end put you up to it, or this something you just decided to do because you're bored as fuck? Either way, like, girl, you are 55. We get, she's not interesting on the show. She's, she's always been the least, she's always been the least interesting. She's mean, and you know, being mean keeps you a spot on this show because being mean, you know, it keeps the drama going, it keeps the you know the shit up, and so it has a place on this show. But outside of that, and even in the context of that, you're not that girl, Heavenly. So I don't understand. I don't. I don't get this. I'm so I'm I'm confused that you playing dumb, and this is what happens when, in my opinion, people play the oh, that's just how so-and-so is game because it makes the person who's always doing some some dumb shit feel comfortable violating people because people be like, oh, that's just heavenly. You know she don't mean no harm. That's just heavenly. You know, she she say stuff about all of us whole time. She out of line for saying shit about all of y'all personal lives on social media, especially without your consent, especially without allowing you to come on and tell your story. <clears throat> hell social media hell at the reunions hell on the show very out of order but I also wonder and see this is again why I say I wanted Andy to put this up so we could put up this because it's like you're doing this but do you actually have a storyline on the damn show or is this your storyline this her storyline her and Contessa's child. her and Contessa's friendship going to hell and everybody acting like Contessa is the one that's in the wrong. No. Mm. If I can't confide in you as a friend, we can't be friends. 
If I got to I worry know. about if, if something I told you gonna end up on your Instagram live, we're not gonna be friends. We just not. And ain't nothing you could do about it. Prayers down, heaven. Prayers down. So I just don't understand. Um, I think this is gonna be a good and messy season. I'm looking. Now, I want to know how we're gonna get to Quad and Toya about to put hands on each other. That's what I want to know how we get there. Me too. Especially because we know Toya can't fight. <laughs> right. <laughs> she can't fight. Like, what's she gonna do? Bump asses with Quad? <laughs> 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 um, yeah, her ass is her greatest weapon, so I'm just wondering. <laughs> um, let's head on over to DC. Uh, we'll come back to Atlanta. Love and Marriage DC had a season finale. Uh, I'll be honest. I enjoyed Love and Marriage DC. I hope they get a second season. I really enjoyed it once they stopped trying to make Monique the focal point. Yes. Um, and it's it's shade. It's no shade and it's shade to Monique. But this show didn't do for you what you thought it was going to do. And but it did put a a spotlight on on these two other couples who I did enjoy seeing their storylines. I did enjoy seeing, you know, the inner workings of their marriages and their households. And I did appreciate them being transparent about them having issues. And in my, in my honest opinion, um, while Carlos King is a messy queen, I do think he is definitely doing the Lord's work with this love and marriage franchise because we're getting transparency that we stopped getting from uh, Bravo shows a very long time ago, Agreed. especially Potomac and Atlanta. I that's what I could speak to. Um, I can't really speak about all of the shows. I know Dubai is trying to pick up a little bit of steam, and Salt Lake City as well. We're we're seeing somebody go to who may be about to serve federal time, and this stuff started happening in real time on the show. So I could say that, but. In terms of Atlanta and Potomac, I think we stopped getting transparency into their marriages a very long time ago. So DC was that. DC was transparent. And we can just start at Monique and Chris. I like Chris. I don't like Monique. And I wish she would be honest and say that she wants a divorce because all she does is nitpick that man to fucking death. And every time he, he works on one of the issues she has, she pops up with a new issue. He, the, your partner will never be perfect. They will never be able to do everything right. A hundred percent of the time, because that is not how humans work. We are not right 100% of the time. We do not do everything we are supposed to do perfectly 100% of the time. So to sit up on this show and see a husband who is trying, who is making an, a conscious effort to be supportive, making a conscious effort to feed into your dreams that you may not have gotten to do while he was heavily in the NFL and, and transitioning to being a retired player and figuring out what that looks like for him. Um, he, he takes his own mental health by the reins and does not task you with it. 
And it just seems like you're never satisfied with him. So you need to move around. And this did make me think there was a whole lot of truth to the trainer situation. Mm. I'm going to be honest. I'm starting to believe there was a lot of truth to that trainer situation because you don't seem to have any passion for your marriage or your husband. Mm. You you just there so you don't get fined. That's what it seems like to me. I don't know. Maybe you see it a different way, Jeremy. Um. Yes and no. Like, I feel like maybe because she just seems so totally like checked out of like everything dealing with him. Like it seems like she really just did for the kids and hell. Even then, she had like sometimes she don't even like the damn kids. Um. And so maybe that's the reason that she reacted so um, harshly um, at on Potomac in the reunion. Now, granted, I felt like she was valid in that because Giselle and them was still wrong. But um, I don't know. Like, I feel like there's some truth to that, but I feel like Giselle and Robin and um, what's the girl's name? Um, she ain't on the show no more, but she was like friend of the show. Yes. I feel like they put a lot of stank on it and maybe that's why she reacted so harshly. Yeah. Um, so w- because we didn't record last week, we did not discuss uh, the big elephant in the room and that was Kevin versus Winter. He for sure is a scammer. That's all I got to say about that. He is for sure yes. a scammer. He had his dates wrong. His receipts was invalid. And he couldn't, he, every time somebody asked for clarification on the whole embezzlement situation, he couldn't give us none. You as a scammer, go to jail. Unless you were stealing from white people. Then have a seat. In that case, it's just reparations. Yeah, have a seat. But either way, something about you is very off. You definitely give scammer vibes. All of the couples there agreed, this nigga scamming. Case closed. So that round went to Winter. And also Winter and Ashley and Raina deciding to get off on a better foot. Um, you know, I'm with that. Uh, Ashley did all that hooping and hollering about Quick. Um, ab- about Winter saying that she heard that Quick had cheated on Ashley. Just for us to get to the season finale episode and Quick admit that he had cheated on Ashley early in their relationship and Ashley cheated on him early in their relationship. So why you was so mad at that girl? Hmm. Uh, to keep the mess going in full storyline. That's my estimation of it. When every, first of all, I thought it was cute that everybody dressed up like a, a famous black couple. You know, we had Ike and Tina, even though. Uh, yeah, I, that, uh, even Biggie and Faith, I mean, even that, Biggie and Lil Kim, uh, it, it was a I, lot of abuse mm, going on there too. Um, but I'm not going to be too woke about it. I just know they are very notable couples in, in black culture and black history. So, you know, yeah, but you know, they were not good representations of black, black relationships and black love. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. It's like for the fun of it, it looks cool, but then, you know, you kind of peel back the lid just a little bit, and it's like, mm-hmm. kind of cringe, kind of cringe. Kind of cringe. Uh, so... Uh, Ashley asked the question that if you had to look back and do it all over again, would you still marry your your spouse? And Chris said absolutely. And then he starts explaining all of the things he loves about Monique and even the flaws that she has. He will still marry her and how he's only ever been in love one other time with like his college or high school sweetheart. And even she pales in comparison to how he feels about Monique and Monique gets like really pissy and like, why, so why you got to bring up an, another woman and why you got to bring. <laughs> Y'all are too old to be that insecure. You are too old to, to get upset because somebody, your, your partner who has lived a good while has had other dealings with other people outside of you. At no point did, did Chris say anything along the lines of how much he loved his ex, but more so for that to be his first love. And he, he would still always choose Monique. Like I know some people who end up married and it's not to their first love, but the person they married to is because they couldn't marry their first love. Literally Tiffany on uh, Huntsville. Yeah. Yeah. And and Chris is literally saying it will always be you for me. And that's why I said I feel like this is a turning point for them and I need Monique to be honest about where her head is when it comes to her marriage because again, she finds the negative in everything concerning Chris everything she will do a a triple somersault quarter turn with a pike in it to get to the negative shit about chris over all the good shit and then she goes on to say she doesn't think she would marry chris again she would rather be spiritually married first of all there's no such thing as a spiritual marriage if you're not married legally that's your boyfriend uh, let's be honest in the eyes of the law they is not recognizing spiritual marriages <laughs> and did also, somebody say that did, did somebody say that yeah somebody the bitch on that. uh the bitch on um love after lockup in yes the- yeah in the- yes <laughs> andy said it <laughs> Damn, so so you mean to tell me Monique went to an Irish too? <laughs> yeah, nah, she she worse than an Irish. She letting some white bitch heal her soul. Um, okay, so I got a question. Since we're here, do you feel that? Well, I guess you kind of already answered it, but like part of me feels like Monique has checked out and like she is just done with the marriage. But another part of me feels like. She's hamming it up a little bit for the cameras. Like she might be like in a bad space in the marriage, but I'm just sitting here like Monique, you can't be like this damn bad. So how you feel? No, she, like you feel like she, she don't want. She don't. She don't like Chris. She don't want to be married to Chris at no in no capacity. 
She don't give a fuck about Chris. She is there to have access to Chris' money. Which I looked him up, by the way. When he was, I looked him up. He is, his net worth, according to Google, when I looked him, is like 17 mil. That's a lot of money for a retired NFL player who has right? been retired for a very long time. Chris has been retired from the NFL since, I want to say, he might have retired... He might have been retired when they came on the show or had just retired. I think so, yeah. Absolutely. I can look it up. Hold on. And it has been maintaining that level of wealth while dumping money into a, a podcast for Monique that don't even matter. Not for lazy bitches. <laughs> Not for lazy bitches. <laughs> he retired in 2010. Okay, so yeah, he was retired before uh, Potomac even came to our TVs. Mm-hmm. And so the wealth is maintained and she wants access to his money. I feel like she's just there. Um, I wonder if they have a prenup or anything like that. Um, but she just seems really checked out. And the thing is, and you know, the other part is she when she, when she is feeling away, she absolutely expects Chris to be present and accounted for and jump right away to change those negative feelings and do this, that, and the third. But when Chris said that her answer hurt his feelings, she didn't have no response for it. She did not care. She didn't care at all. So that tells you what type of bitch she is. Um, Jamie and Raina, I, I, I honestly do think that they're taking the steps to mend some some situations in their marriage. Uh, didn't we call it out when we said he got mommy issues? Yeah. And we sure enough ended up being right. He got mommy issues. Um, I think that he does absolutely love Raina and she loves him and that they'll get it figured out. But I, I do think with a little bit of tweaking, they'll have an extreme, the exact marriage they want to have. But I don't really think their marriage was in the pits. Uh, you know, we see them have an argument and he gets frustrated and she gets frustrated. But honestly, that's that's something you're going to see amongst people on a regular basis. Um, but when they got upset, it didn't go to like the the bitch you better and the name calling and the, you know, the, the low blows and all that kind of shit. So they got some things they could, you know, work out better but they seem to be in a good place and they both agree that they would, they would marry each other all over again. Um, but my favorite part of this episode is when we get to um, quick and Ashley and Ashley says that, you know, she doesn't know if she would marry quick again because she pretty much had to raise him and, and teach him how to love and be in a loving relationship and a lot of the time she has gotten the shorter end of the stick. And what what I won't say impressive, but what I appreciated about Quick is he he uh, he did not allowed her. I don't want to use the word allow, but he sat there and, and was present as she spoke her truth. And he did not try to punish her for it. And he encouraged her to tell her truth and to be honest. And he said, he said, go ahead and say it. It was like, you basically raised me because you did. And on the other, on the opposite end of the spectrum, he acknowledges that he would absolutely marry Ashley again because 
she really has been consistent in loving him and being consistent in being there um when you talking about somebody who lost a mom at 12 and their dad at 18 um quick got a lot of baggage but he is honest about having that baggage and i was glad he didn't try to shut ashley down or make her feel guilty for speaking her truth and i'm glad he acknowledged that her truth was his truth as well now, at this time, if you can acknowledge that over the, the past 13 years of the marriage, she's had to uh, get the short end of the stick a lot of times. At this point, it's time to move forward in a way that she's not always having to get the short end of the stick when it comes to your career and shit like that. You acknowledge that what she said is absolutely true. Now you need to start changing it so that that's not her truth for the rest of y'all marriage going forward. Because it's been the truth for far too long. Absolutely. And and we end up seeing that he is on the Ashley train uh, when we get to her book signing event, which looked really cool, by the way. It was really beautiful. Uh, and he was beyond supportive and proud of her. And I hope that he really sees how life looks when he when he is on board with his wife flourishing in her own way and supporting her dreams and her goals and things of that nature because she looked extremely happy and he upgraded that ring and he got tank to come sing and he and he finally got on on one knee and gave her the proposal she always uh wanted and so I do agree he's been taking notes and listening to her about the things that she needs from him to feel better supported. And that's why I feel like this was a good first season. I know, like I said, we we got really drama drunk when we first tuned into Huntsville because the drama on Huntsville literally started in season one. It just jumped out the gate. We got some real-time drama uh, but I enjoyed this show because we did get a glimpse at uh, the things that do take place in marriages, you know, the disconnects and the getting to a certain point and, and wanting to redefine how the marriage has been working for a long time and things of that nature. So I thought this was a good first season and I would, I, I hope it gets a second season truly. And the, um, the reunion is coming. Yeah. Yep. yep. So we're going to get ready to close out by heading on over to Atlanta. Um, okay. Marlo is a coward. Those are teenage boys. How counterproductive do you think it is for you to kick them out at the first sign of some trouble? Of course, those boys will be a little bit of extra trouble. They're not only teenagers, they are teenagers who can only communicate with their mom through prison phone calls. 
they have been moved from one living arrangement to the next, to the next, to the next, not really ever having total stability in their lives. And you kicking them out because they don't want to do some fucking laundry or because they left some laundry. Like, come on, bitch. Like, let's get off the gas. Let's amp this up. I'm ready to drag Marlo because, bitch, what you did was fucking trifling. Mm. That's trifling. Nobody said parenting would be hard. Everybody says parenting is hard. Bitch, who you been talking to? <laughs> she been talking to them people on Twitter. That's who she been talking to. Like, who the fuck you been talking to? Every fucking person raising a child, whether it's their parent, their step parent, an aunt, an uncle, a godparent, a grandparent, a friend, a cousin. It don't raising kids is not fucking easy, bitch. And you had no business taking those nephews in if you wasn't willing to do the work. Hello. Which I just want to say, just want to say, I, well, honestly, both of us, we call this out, that Marla only, only did this with her family for a fucking storyline. Exactly. Because ain't no way in the hill, like, nothing about this warranted you kicking them boys out. Bitch, those are, they are both, they, those are teens. They are children. If Over anything, some laundry. If anything, girl. why you ain't called Dr. Ish or some other, or Dr. Francis? You see a teenage boy punching holes in the wall and your first instinct is to kick him out instead of saying, hey, now this is a, a high level of aggression and violent behavior. Let me get a therapist in here to sit down with these boys so they can so they can uh, get this shit off their chest Thank and start you healing it's because it's not like you don't have the access you got the access and the resources that a lot of people working class people poor people don't have yet you choose not to do use them and then do this reactionary shit and kick them boys out for a damn storyline girl Then we get to Sheree's pajama party and your misery is coming out because you shit talking Kenya. I feel like you fall in the same category as Heavenly. You don't really have a storyline, but you're mean and people love mean. So that's why you're on this show. Because for what reason do you have to taunt Kenya about her marriage going to shambles with Mark? like unprovoked unprovoked at that we haven't seen kenya say shit yet and you got us on this motherfucker defending kenya kenya hadn't said shit so far this season to provoke you making those type of comments and jabs at her the thing is is that the problem with marlo and being me is that see because i'm glad you brought heavily up because Heavenly is mean, and I hate to admit this, but sometimes, sometimes the bitch is funny. Sometimes. Emphasis on some. Marlo ain't never damn funny. So not only are you mean for a storyline, you mean for a storyline and you unfunny. Nothing about Marlo is fucking funny. You're not that girl at all, and you never have been. You are at best store brand Nene. And honestly, that's an insult to Nini, but that's the closest comparison I can think truly, of. Truly. Truly. Nini is a legend. Right. And, and Marlo is a peasant. Yep. 
Just a trifling bitch, Marlo. Yep. For sure. Um, Drew is the worst type of bitch to me. Throw stones and hide her hands. Throw shots and then cry when people shoot back. Um, you have you rise. Ralph is a lie. Let me tell you that. You there is. First of all, we need to just start calling Ralph Tommy because don't nobody know what the fuck he do for real. I'm a Ralph Lauren. <laughs> Ralph is a liar. And to sit up if you mad because Sanya pulled his card. No, y'all, no, you are not busier than a four-time Olympic gold medalist and a Super Bowl winner. At no point in your life is you busier than them. And we don't even know what the fuck y'all do. You nor Drew. Matter of fact, we thought Drew Sador was a character on the game for the longest time. I didn't know that was her real fucking name. <laughs> and then, Drew, you mad because Sonya said it. Well, it's the truth. Because there was absolutely no reason for And this is what Sonya get for even trying to ask Ralph his opinion. Why would you want the opinion on having babies for a nigga who disappeared on his whole family for 72 fucking hours? A nigga named Ralph. What advice he can give you? He don't even know how to come home. He don't even treat his own wife good. Bullshit. That's what it is. Bullshit. Child, fuck y'all. Sheree going on her daughter's podcast and acting shocked that her daughter talk about sex is really... This is, and then I do agree. Tyrone definitely been leaking pictures and, and selling articles and shit to the blogs, but that's what the fuck you get. What did you think? What was you expecting? What you was expecting from a fucking ex-con still on house arrest even after getting out of jail? Too old for this, sure. And your daughter and your to- friend having to hype you up. Like, come on, bitch, old. you are 52. <laughs> you too old to be in this damn oblivion, Sheree. It's not cute. And I'm going to be honest. I I hope you get your peach snatched again because no interesting storyline this season. Yet. You know, it, it, yet, that, that is, you know, a good yet. But it just feels like they literally just like they like they picked Sherelle up out of bag and was just like, here, girl, just, just toss her in there. I don't know what the fuck she's doing, but just toss her in, in there. Just toss her on the show. Absolutely. It's how I come across. Like, ain't no thought put into this storyline. Well, here, she don't have a storyline. That's the problem. Ain't no thought put into Sherelle's place on this season at all. She just there. Yep. We'll see, we'll see, uh, we'll see the nigga next episode where she trying to get the she by Sheree line off the ground. I think it's really weird to plan a fashion show before you actually have the fashions in hand. If we being honest, and you're, and you're not a, you're not a no established brand. You're not a Ralph Lauren or no shit like that. 
I would think you would get your samples in hand, like them, then get your, uh, then order how many pieces you need for this fashion show and then get to planning. You didn't plan the whole fashion show with no fashions. Very dreadful. My, but the thing is, my dear friend, her her fat her business acumen very much reflects what we just said about her being on this show because it's just thrown together. You said get Sheree, she by Sheree off the ground, and my immediate thought was, hell, it's been on the ground for fifty six nights now. It ain't never get off the ground. <laughs> like I never forget when she announced it at the damn when they talked about it at that one damn um. Um, reunion the, one, the season she was on before she came back for this one and when she got mad at candy um when and asked her about she about Sheree, i never forget because i um because i came on the show the next day and told you curtis i went to that damn website she had ways to take people's money but with no fucking merchandise i'll never forget that shit and the fact that she has not grown that since then like Sheree, girl you're too old for this what are you doing yeah too damn old. Too damn old. Uh, what the fuck was Lisa Wu talking about? Shut up. Not a damn thing. You was just drunk and loud as fuck, girl. Nobody need no advice from you. Shut the fuck up. Please leave me and my family alone. Thank you so much. For sure. For sure. Did anything else happen? Uh, not worth noting. Okay. I feel like is we missing something? I enjoy Drunk Kenya. I'm pretty sad overall about this season because um, I really have been Team Kenya this season. She has tried her best to have good relationships with all the ladies. And Marlo keeps trying to push her buttons. And I think Marlo is super whack and corny for that. Um, I'm all about a good a good pajama party and having fun. I think what Sheree put together was really cool. I'm not going to take that from her. I uh, don't really have. Oh, about uh, Sheree homegirl uh, pulling Drew Card. Why is Ralph going around using an alias of your assistant, a former assistant or somebody? Bitch, you think we is Boo Boo the Fool? She, she the linebacker. <laughs> yeah, you think we stupid. He a scammer, for sure. For sure. A scammer, a cheater, a jobless nigga. He for an sure unsmart that. nigga. A nigga that look like a beaver. I can go on. I do not like rap. I can go on. Fuck that nigga. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I think that's all we got though for for today. Um, like I said, Bell Collective is coming back. Love and hip hops are making their way back. Um, I hope Mona been watching some of these good shows that actually matter, like Love and Huntsville and first season of Bell Collective, because um don't bring this shit back to our tv screens if it's just more fabricated drama give us some real shit okay okay so i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna be honest something to stand in truth and transparency with my friend and our listeners when i seen the uh like the tweet 
because I didn't watch the, tw- the trailer when they announced like both Atlanta and Miami coming back. My stupid ass thought they were combining both shows. Me too for a minute. I had to I had to <laughs> sit through it two times and then I watched the end and then it was like um they both coming back on the same night. And I was like, oh, okay. Okay, okay. I'm glad it wasn't just me because my dumb ass thought they were both combining them together. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, I'm I'm gonna be honest, I'm gonna watch Miami, but if it's not interesting, we for sure won't be covering it. I know we'll for sure cover Atlanta. Um, the only reason I'm kind of sticking around for Miami, Miami is two things that I really would like to see. Um, well, three. I want to know why Trick Daddy and Joy still married. I want to mm. see um if Trina and old boy are planning a wedding. And I want to see what uh, what's going on with Amara and these twins she just had. So that's why I'm that's why I'm gonna watch. I want to watch. But other than that, um, we probably will not be covering it on the show if it's not interesting. Um, you know, no space for waste. Gumbar, you hear me? Uh, Gumbar Queen. Gumbar. All right, you know what? That's <laughs> Uh, thank you for listening, everybody. Yeah, that's my new name. She rock the Gunbar Queen. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be back next week. (laughs) Peace, (laughs) man.